0: Welcome back to Space Cowboys, a Roswell New Mexico podcast here on purefandom.com. I am Liz Prue, joined by my amazing co-host, Meg Bonnie. Hey, guys, it's me, Meg Bonnie. Hey, Meg Bonnie. Hey, um so it's been a hot minute. There's been a Memorial Day weekend, and we've we've had some time to sit and think about that episode because I mean, a lot happens in almost all of the episodes, but that episode, there's a lot to talk about. Like, I had to rewind several times to be like, rewinds like it was a VCR. I had to double-click my Apple remote a few times to be Mm -hmm. like, wait, hold on, what?
1: Like, there were so many truths. I mean, there were so many bombs. It it seriously felt like, I don't even know. Like, it could have been like a mid-season finale. Like, there were just so many things. That they were just like, oh, yeah, guess what? Boom. Oh, guess what else? Ba-boom. Oh, guess what? We're going to take his ass. Boom. It was like, it was just so much. Also, that would have been Diego. a season finale. Ooh, yeah, I know. Adam like Diego. Oh. I would like to um, pat ourselves on the back for a lot of the things that we predicted. Also, that we never let the torch go out on Diego. Like, it's always been there. We've mm-hmm. been carrying it. and it paid off because oh my god he was so hot and we want to clarify okay
0: we were never like team diego because we don't play teams because these are mature adults which is why we love this show we were just always keeping him top of mind and we were always you know wondering what was going on with him we we wanted some justice for diego and um man we found out uh who he is what he looks like his eyes his smile every his bone structure there was i i feel good about it i feel
1: real good about it yes we did not yeah he it did not let me down if only we could like go back in time and experience that like reveal again it was very like oh my god like she must really love max like <laughs> Really love (laughs) him, like Max. Like she loves you, and I love how I know we're like
0: jumping ahead, but since we brought it up, I love how the the at the end of the night when Max and Liz were talking about their days, and Max just brought up how amazing Diego is. Like he knows, he's Mm -hmm. like, "Girl, I know that." Like I am punching above my weight here, and you know, no offense, Liz, but Diego was not. No, just kidding. (laughs) Just (laughs) like. He's like, I-, I
1: recognize Diego, and thank you. Like, I'm gonna keep you. Yes, uh, yes. Do you want Do you want a synopsis on what that episode was about, or you just want to just like go? I mean, because there's just so much.
0: There was, I feel we could let's just go because the synopsis is. It doesn't even say anything about the reveals of all this stuff. We'll be talking about it. Okay, let's just start with one of the. There's so many major storylines. Let's start with Arturo,
1: ice story. Yes. So I feel like that was a story that this show had to tell because they've definitely planted those seeds of you know him not being a citizen and working towards be- becoming a citizen and having that you know ice worry that they've had. And I think it just – it was so eye-opening because you don't really – think about it in the context of these shows these like really heavy real world issues but like if any show could really pull it off it was this one and like to really respectfully show the anger and frustration that Liz had I thought they did it so well and I was really happy to see that that story play out
0: me too and I agree with you it was a story they had to tell um mm-hmm. and and it wasn't like a um, checkbox kind of storyline. I think it it just addressed everything um, in a way where it expressed why it was so wrong, how it's so wrong, and a lot of the factors that go into that. And I just to see, and from a character perspective, I really love to see Liz struggle with something other than the alien drama that's going on because it provided another element to her like sense of urgency with things to why she worries so much, why she cares so deeply. We got to learn more about her past and not just the Liz Max past or, um, losing her sister or like it, it went further back than that. You know, when Jenna said you've been, you've been running for 28 years, I can leave for like an hour to go help you and i think that was really important to show a white character have not just empathy for a minority but demonstrate what action looks like and um we won't talk about a lot of topical things that are going on with that right now but i think it's very important on mainstream television to show how white characters how how white people can um can use their privilege i think that that was that was really, really great to see. The show always does that. Just they always take the most—I um, don't want to say controversial, but uh, you know, very serious topics—and finds a way to talk about them that's not tropey or that's not um, capitalizing on the drama of that. You know, they just—they send a very um, clear message that always has some kind of educational piece to it, something that you can take and go learn from, learn how to take action on or understand better. Um, yeah, I, I I agree. I thought it was, it was a story they needed to tell and it was done wonderfully.
1: Yeah. And, and like you said, I mean, I agree everything you said. I, I also really liked that this was the first problem we really couldn't see Liz sciencing her way out of. And mm-hmm. it just like you could see her frustration with that. And like, usually she can she can figure out every problem that they've really faced, except for this one. And it's so frustrating to watch. And it was, she played it so well too, Janine Mason, just like that frustration, but while trying to also get what she needs done. Um, but at a certain point she snaps because obviously she had to, like it was such a frustrating situation to see play out, so like it was good that her character showed that anger, but I really liked um, building on that, like how Cameron, their friendship is just really like, it went from being a kind of about Max to like, just like such a bond between them now, like going through this together and working together, and it wasn't because like anyone owed anyone anything. It was just like that was the right thing to do, and being an advocate and an ally in that situation. Like I really. It made me really love Cameron as a character, especially like how she worked with Liz and not, you know, not in like a snooty way or like, you know, sit down, I'll handle this because I'm a cop. It was very much relevant to, okay, I can see exactly what's happening here and this is how I'm going to contribute. And I don't think it's fair, but it, it's going to get results and that and it sucks that this gets results. You know, she she recognized that it was really shitty but also acted because that's what Liz needed in the moment. So I, I thought it was really good, really Agreed. good story.
0: They they're they're so I, the, I love that you pointed that out. She shares that same sense of urgency that Liz does where sometimes you have to put the stuff aside that shouldn't be put aside. Like it shouldn't be shelved, but in order to help her dad, it has to be right now. So we have to shelve this horrible racism that this guy has towards, you know, her father and, Liz, um, in order to, to help him out. And I think the, the acknowledgement of that was intentionally brought up, which was great. I have a question for you on that note. So a lot of, or on the note of how all these characters are, our main cast of characters. So everyone except for, uh, Sergeant mains pretty much. They all have, um, they all share a similar empathy towards other people. They are all the mature we always try to be and want to be, you know, when you see Max and Liz talking, that conversation in the living room could have gone a million ways. And it went the way we always want the conversations to go. The threesome, it went the way it, you know, it ended, it was, I know there's a lot of controversial thoughts on it, but if you've heard our podcast, you've heard our thoughts. You know, it it didn't become this big thing that like derailed the character journeys all our characters were going on. So because we have all these characters that have really good intentions, I'm really interested to see what happens next with Sergeant Mains, because we don't have a lot of um, vindictive or vengeful characters in the show. and I'm just like waiting for that ball to drop, Mm -hmm. you know? And we thought, wait, is he good? And it's like, are we, were we supposed to think he's good because everyone else kind of sees the good in people. And I, I, I'm, again, I'm jumping, those of you that listen, you know, we have a bulleted list and I'm kind of jumping to the last topic on the list here, but the show really calls that out in this episode and saying that, or when Alex says, I choose to see the good in people. Yeah, I think my dad's a dick, but I do think he can grow and learn and there's some good intention behind this. And it kind of sinks my heart a little bit because I'm like, I don't think he does. You know, some people are so driven, maybe at one point he did, but some people are beaten down so hard. They're driven to revenge. They're bitter and whether it's intentional or not, they become malicious and they just get this tunnel vision of the mission that they have and they refuse to see other people's feelings or, or they just don't care who they hurt along the way. And I really feel like that's where Sergeant Mains is. After we saw that he's not really like injured mm-hmm. and he like got up and left, I was like, it takes a, it takes a vindictive, malicious person to put on that charade. There's been something in the works with him for a very, very long time and not even the love of, for his children will veer him from that.
1: Speaking of his children, yes, yes to all that. Like some people, evil is just fucking evil. Right. And there's no growth or change. They just, they won't hear it and they will just continue to be terrible. hmm But I also like... I think we were given another layer to and a reminder of how shitty Jesse Maines was when we met Gregory. Yeah. Super libity bibbity guy. Um, super cute brother. Like, where has he been? He's so cute. Oh my God. <laughs> these Maines men. I'm like. Whoa. I know. Like, they're all f- so fucking hot. It's crazy. Um, Even Jesse Maines, like, I want to punch him in the face, but, like, he can get it. Okay. He's
0: actual. He is. Yes.
1: But, I just, I think it was kind of a reminder, like, don't forget, like, he was a monster to Alex. Like, I think that moment between them served as a little reminder that even if we thought like we, and we definitely did, we had like a case for Jesse Maynes on this podcast. We where saw, we're like, okay, we
0: both sides. We, we looked mm-hmm. at both sides.
1: We did. Like, he's definitely a monster, but these things, you know, could be redeeming for him. But I think that the whole scene with Gregory and Alex was just a little like, do not forget that he is a fucking monster to Alex. And all of his brothers saw it. And some of them chose to become like proper mainsmen mm-hmm. and, you know, fall in line like Flint did and follow orders. And then there's Gregory who clearly isn't. And we kind of have seen in the past like Trip was not a typical mainsman like we mm-hmm. thought he was. He definitely had more of an Alexy vibe to him. So, I don't know. I think that was, like, a solid reminder of do not forget what Jesse Mains is capable of. Like, they just wanted to yeah. make sure we remembered that. So, I'm, I'm kind of glad that they had that scene. Also, like, oh, it was so emotional. The brother's hugging. It was very, like, sibling-tastic this week, I felt. It was. And I think...
0: I'm looking at my notes here because there was a point I wanted to talk about on that. I think it I think that was so intentional that they showed like you said the brothers so that we are reminded how terrible he is. Now, I tell me if I'm acting on this too early. I want to get into your theory about Jesse and who's actually bad and who's who's not well, t- t- tell your theory first because then I'll then I'll say my point because I'm I want you to say your theory first.
1: So, like of like the thirty nine bombshells in this episode. Yes. At the end, we see our precious baby Alex get taken, and oh my gosh, like I cannot wait to see. Like I hate that he's hurting the character. You know we love him, um, but I can't wait to see what Michael does. Like we have seen this foreshadowed before with like what Michael will do to protect the people he loves and we know how much he loves Alex. So I think that's gonna be really great, really great next week. But and then, you know, after all this happened, I was like, okay, well like who could have taken him? Like is it as simple as his dad? Is it as simple as it's Dark Sky, you know, the organization that's been taking people? Or my little theory is what if it was Forrest? And what if Forrest is only getting close to him so that he could take him because he knows what he knows about the aliens and I uh, correct me if I'm wrong didn't Cameron have some sort of like memory wipe drug in her system that Diego like I don't know what the fuck he did to figure that out well you know he might not be Mr. Sunshine either like I don't know I feel like anyone who has any inkling and isn't involved or gets any knowledge of this mm-hmm. it's not good because he seemed a little too okay with that you know. Um, but I think Who's it could his, be it. Wait, forest. he seemed okay with what? I think Diego, he was kind of like, oh, did you, this like government grade like memory wiper or whatever. Y- he just didn't seem as like ruffled about it as I, I think he should have been. So, I don't know.
0: Really? I thought he was like, girl, what are you doing? I don't know. The way, like the like, way I saw it. I- used in this instance. Like, what are you doing? I think Diego's
1: beautiful and helpful. I, ref- I, I remember <laughs> Yeah, I'm like everyone's a suspect Alex was taken I hate everyone but yeah no because he's in that so Diego's in the next episode so I would love it if it was more your theory of him where he comes <laughs> back and he's like girl you in danger like, come we'll back to the big city with me like we'll just go to galas like max yeah. do. he's cute like screw funding let's just go like we'll head up back to Colorado like you in danger right. girl and that would be much better but I I feel like, I feel like Forrest was getting a little too inquisitive about the family structure too of the aliens. Like what are random ass questions that your girlfriend, like I think we're supposed to think it was like, I know that you two used to be a thing so I'm going to be like prying into your relationships but I think it was more, he wanted to know exactly who was who
0: Uh
1: in the alien, you know, structure. So I thought I don't know. I just got, like, a weird vibe from him. And blah, 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 Um, someone pointed out that Forrest re- wears, like, a really big ring. Do you remember when the twins, the, the milk guy, David Anders, oh, it's his name, Travis? He's like, drink some milk, and he had that big ring on, and Alex commented on it. And Alex is really freaking observant, and he commented on that ring, and he's been with Forrest a couple times. Like, I'm also – Starting to think that maybe Alex knows Forrest might be shady, but he's not really sure how. So it's like a keep your enemies close thing just to see like what he's about.
0: Totally. I think you're a hundred percent right in the fact that he's like, the fact that he was like, yeah, maybe we'll get together. Mm -hmm. Like, why are you? And that Forrest is being too like, you need to put your stuff aside. I'm here for you. What if Forrest was hired by Jesse? Hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. he's from, he was in the military.
1: He was in the military. And, you I know, Jesse knows,
0: and he knows that um, Alex, you know, is like everyone, you know, is looking for love and particularly with him because of how damaged he is from his dad. And this would, think about the one thing that would completely throw off Alex's growth that he's been having and this trust that he still has and they even made a point in the episode to have Michael say you've always been the optimist you've always tried to see the good in people you just need to accept you know he didn't say that specifically but like you basically mm-hmm. you need to accept that some people fucking suck man and he's like no i know my dad's a dick but i believe there's some good in him this this is going to destroy him If this is true, which it probably is, this is completely going to destroy Alex. My poor baby. I know. And they've said, too, they made a point in this episode to say, um, family is not always blood. Right. And so this, in, in a kind of twisted, beautifully twisted way, may bring Alex and Michael closer together again. Michael say, you know, I, I am your family. We are always family. Like, I love you. And I, I will never, ever, ever do to you or make you feel like how your dad makes you feel. And you can trust that. And that builds a forever bond
1: like family. That is family. Mm-hmm. I, I love that because a lot of TV shows have this like weird, like cadence that they keep repeating. And like, it drives me nuts as someone who is kind of in the other end of the spectrum where they're like, well, it's blood. Blood means like family. You don't turn your back. Like, no, no. If someone fucking sucks and they're toxic asshole, you can turn your back no matter how related you are. Mm -hmm. And I like that this show is like, y'all like family. Isn't always like your bloodline. Sometimes it's like your chosen family that, that you rely on and that is important to you. That's more important. Like you don't have to, you know, carry a torch and like wait for people to change. you You're allowed to leave that behind if they're toxic, and i I like that about this show, of the many other things I like about this show. But I think that Alex's found family is going to be more important to him, and he needs to stop clinging to like the need to get his dad's approval. like, I get it, I get why he's like that. But I think he should just stick with you know, Liberty Bibbity Brother, who's yeah. super cool and who was totally making hard eyes at Isabel, mm-hmm. and just go from there. Agreed. Can See, we talk about, yeah, can we talk no, about ahead, Isabel? Go ahead, No, you say. <laughs> I want to talk about Isabel and Michael, and yeah. like the baby gravy conversation that made me like want to vomit, but also like in a sweet way that he was like, But I was like, guys, can we just please, like, figure out your DNA and, like, your lineage before we go, like, popping off babies together? I know. Like,
0: I was like, hold on. You might want to wait. Yes. Because we don't know.
1: Who's related? We don't. We. Nobody knows. Okay. Right. That baby's going to come out with three heads. Like, let's just get a little (laughs) alienancestry.com going on. Figure out who's related to who. Speaking of related, the biggest bombshell. And we like super called it. Maria's grandmother is Isabel's sister, so they are related, which is really cool because like they have this like weird tension. And I thought that that scene at the end where they are like try to hold hands because like now they're like okay we're like we're family and they're like no 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 that's weird <laughs> like no no. God,
0: the, the drinks are cute. Let's stick with that. Yes. Um, I loved that. We were right. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that we learned more about um, Maria because we knew it wasn't just she was experimented on or whatever. Well, now we know why her grandmother was taken or experimented on. or if, may, That might, may be made up. If it's not, we know why now she was. But that gives us a little more insight into the science side of the show when we saw, um, oh gosh, why am I forgetting your name? Louise. When Louise gave her daughter the necklace, it's like she knew right away because you, maybe it's because she didn't have someone. Um, and this is us getting into our crazy theories, but I was thinking maybe she knew because she was half human, half alien, that her powers would start to mess with her neurologically. And she needed that. Or, um, it could be, or in addition to, because she wouldn't have an alien that understood her powers and helped her control them early on, like Jedi style, like she wasn't able to be a Padawan. So it's like, girl, you need some, you need some pollen and the flowers that grow, um, at what they say it's they grow up people's graves or like deceased deceased aliens. So where did that pollen come from? That was from um, the mom's grave, from Louise's grave. No, the one that she gave the baby. Oh, the one she gave the baby. I don't know. Maybe they carry it, or maybe because after the massacre where their all their people were dead, the flowers started grow. People were dead. People were m- brutally murdered. They um flowers started growing there. Cause they mentioned something about the mysterious field. Yeah. Or maybe she just always has some on hand. Like that was just something that, she, you know, like, you know how, like you always travel with like, I mean, when the kids were little, I bet you did, but I always travel with like infant Tylenol or like toddler Tylenol, like just in case you never know. And I love it too, because in um that's like super fantasy uh stuff in Usu- Maleficent fae that have passed these like special flowers grow and they have like mm-hmm. these in their graves and have like these powers. Make glow. Glow. Super cool. So I thought that was fun. Um, but we learned a little bit more about the science side, the mythology. So that was I'm glad because we've one of our things that we had talked about in our
1: podcast were that's not it with Maria. Come on. Right. There's got to be yeah, there's got to be more to it because it just had such an Isabel vibe, which makes sense now mm-hmm. because it's the same like bloodline, that fierceness,
0: and they called it out too, like you're fierce just like your mother, or you look just like her, or whatever.
1: Wow, I love that. But okay, Max and Isabel, okay, are not siblings.
0: Again, we called it. I'm just gonna say.
1: I know. When you study the show for like two years, we des- we deserve this, okay? Yes, and I was like, and I knew you hadn't watched it, and I was like, but I have to tell you, because <laughs> you, I watched it when it was live, and I knew you were like putting kids to bed and stuff, so I was like, oh my god, I got because I knew, like, you'd be so excited. There's yeah. like two huge bombshells. I know that we like randomly like called in the previous episode, but I I love that, it but it still doesn't feel predictable. It's just totally. Yeah. It just it feels like they're planting these clues and if you look hard enough and if you drink enough wine and talk about it with a friend enough, hey podcast, um you'll you'll get these things and you know, it's a little like breadcrumbs that they lead you to these little little thoughts. So, I also think that we we definitely need to figure out why Isabel and Max have that bond. And I was thinking and I know we talked about this on the last podcast, when um, Louise and Nora are looking at each other and it looks like this like really longing like, hey girl, I love you, BFFs forever. Yeah. What if they're like talking in their minds and that's how Max and Isabel communicate? And what if like there is some sort of like family link there still? Like maybe Max isn't her sibling, but maybe Max is, you know, Nora's sibling or maybe Louise's sibling. Cause we see Louise like rescuing Max who's chained up on his planet oh, shit. with the sword fight, you know, like I feel like there is still a family bond and the fact that like they, Louise and Nora could have been communicating, but we don't know cause we don't have like all the stories. We're only getting it from a different character's perspective. But if there's like a way we can get perspective from, like Nora or Louise, then we'll know. Like, okay, maybe they were talking in that moment. Like Max and Isabel can. So I think it will interesting. Oh, hold on.
0: Oh God. Okay.
1: Let's
0: so do it. we. All right. So we thought in the last. So just to recap, some people with some of the theories on that. Our theory was that um, either the connection is a family connection, meaning the connection between Max and Isabel. Or maybe it could be because they share the same pod, and once you share a pod with someone, you know there's some kind of like forever bond where you can talk like that, but their bond is deeper um it feels deeper than we just shared some some pod juice, you know what I mean, so to your point, what if and I'd have to really think about this um, in terms of the math <laughs> but so people can and i mean pod we what what we know about pods are that they prolong life and aliens are able to on different planets particularly earth we don't know about other planets but earth you know they're able to live longer than a hu- a human even though you know they look human and they kind of take on certain human physicalities or uh i don't know what i'm trying to you know what i'm trying to say like even if they yeah. adopt, like, like, naturally evolve some human things, like, they still live a prolonged life, and that was proven with Louise. What if, so that scene, that flashback scene of Max as a little kid, which on what I would assume is their home planet, and Louise, Max is little, Louise is older, that's not to say on their home planet, like, Max, what if Max is Louise's brother, And he was put in a pod to be protected because he is so special for some reason. And that's why she was protecting him. And maybe their mom put him in a pod and, like, hid him because they knew this devil or whoever was after him. Because why else would – I'm just trying to think. Unless, you know, um, Louise is, like, some kind of – like a musketeer, you know, protecting this chosen one, you know, otherwise why would she be so like the way she touched him, little Max, the way she touched little Max and was like, Oh, you know, little Max. And like, touched him like, are you okay? I don't know. So that, that could be something too. What if, mm-hmm. yeah, she's, he's actually Isabel's uncle.
1: I don't know. Which would be really cool. I also really like the idea because they talk about, Like, the devil. Like, what if it's Max? What if Max is, like, the thing they all fear? And, like, he's... His powers are so great and they, like, know that? Or if he's the son of the devil? Like, Mm -hmm. devil spawn? um, Not, like, the actual devil, but they kept referring to whoever this, like, big bad is as the devil. What if he's the Kylo Ren? Oh, but we like Kylo Ren.
0: I know, but you know what I
1: mean? Mm-hmm. Well what if that him, him and Liz are going to kiss in the rain and it'll be glorious. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Sorry, I just went to a happy place well, there.
0: Well, it could also be, so it's interesting that you say, what if he is Max? And Max keeps saying, like, I'm having these feelings, like, regardless of what, other theories you guys have like i liked the pain i liked the the evil um i liked the dark side so there is a storyline in um marvel comics and big comic fans like don't hate on me if i'm wrong i'm getting the gist of it right uh adam warlock who is like this perfect being created by if you guys saw guardians of the galaxy 2 the like gold people in there and his storyline i believe in one of marvel's store comic comics storylines is that he is such a perfect being that he kind of evolves into like this guy who just doesn't you know how like sci-fi you get you become so like logical and perfect you kind of forget humanity mm-hmm. so he becomes that and because he there's some kind of time travel shit going on to where he, his younger self knows he needs to kill his older self because he knows what he becomes. And before he becomes that, he's going to kill that in the future in this alternate dimension. I'm not saying they're going to jump time or do any dimension shit or something like that. But what if you're right where Max is, um, what if he's like a clone of this devil person uh I don't know something like that like what if this devil cloned himself in order to try and prolong his life I don't know there's I'm getting a lot of Star Wars vibes with it so what Mm -hmm. if what if he's like some kind of I don't know like soul body jumper I I don't know that's – these are, these are real crazy theories, but it's not something that Roswell wouldn't do. You know, they're, they're, they're pulling out all the stops in terms of proper sci-fi fantasy stuff. So, yeah, I'm willing to get
1: weird with the theories. Get weird. We like weird. I think – I like that. Well, and we also – I think and it was in our last podcast or the one before where we talked about the, like, gestation of aliens. Like, we don't know how they procreate. They, yes. they could – be cloning and putting them in pods and like they have to stay in there for a certain number of years and maybe it's not as an infant maybe it's you know till they're like seven or whatever so like we don't really know and he could be like max could be like the clone or spawn of this like really bad dude that we haven't met yet so i no, know i like it i feel like there's just so much going on. And I can't believe that someone took Alex. It, like, it really puts the not that like it wasn't already a big thing on our radar with Cameron being taken, but I think it makes the dark sky thing like so much more in your face because it's one of like the central characters that was that was taken. So, kind of excited because I'm hoping we get to see a little more behind the curtain. Maybe Max will use a light switch. We don't know. <laughs> We don't know what's going to happen. He might just touch the box and bypass the switch next to it. Girl, one the switch, that was
0: a lever. Okay. <laughs> that was a, a box-sized lever. Yeah, yeah. That was a, you know, a uh, a a moat
1: gate. That was <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Max, we love you. I bet Diego oh, could find the lever. Just saying. I mean, if they need someone, you
0: know, when we're allowed to go back to sets, like if they want, um, you know, someone to talk to him, like I, we'd be more than happy.
1: Mm-hmm. Like we could be you know? lever consultants. Right. right. Hire us. We're here for you. We've done the research. For real. Ready? I'm demonstrating. You can't see me. It <laughs> <I can't>. happened. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Oh, uh, did we miss anything? There
0: was so much fucking going on. Like, uh, oh, I guess we can quickly talk about um, the main's ancestor, who uh, oh Harrison, how Harrison was really sweet and just provided- was he a main's ancestor? I thought he was just or friends. He was a friend, but um, friends with Trip, friends
1: with Trip. But they, he said, we were like brothers. So they were like mm-hmm. besties. They um, called each other brothers, but I think that was more in like the military sense. But like, I got to who the f knows on this show. Everybody could be related. I'm not rooting it out.
0: Um, yes. So I thought it was cool that they showed how uh, provided quote unquote proof to our pod squad that Louise was amazing and that you know she was an actual healer like she used the rest of her life to help people
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um, he, she even showed him a few tricks in terms of how to communicate when you're not able to in the physical world
1: so I thought that was cool it was really cool and I liked getting to see more of Trip, and mm-hmm. like seeing that Trip was actually like a good dude because yeah there's like enough shitty racist characters on that show like the ice guy and like the whole long family, which Forrest is a long, let's not forget. Right. Forrest is a long and doesn't mean that you can't change and be different from your family. But like, just cause he dyed his hair blue does not make him cool. Okay. <laughs> let's just keep that real for a second. But I, I liked getting a little more of trip and like, he's just like so like stoic and I don't know. He's everything that we thought Max was still going to be like that like powerful hero guy but now we're, we're starting to see max's dark side which i love seeing Max's oh, right. dark side. Like, like i want to see him go dark he's like
0: um humanity flip switch stefan like i'm ready for that which yes. by the way guys we, so megan i have can i tell them our idea or should we wait
1: you can <laughs> tell them
0: so when this season of Roswell is over, we were thinking about going back and polling you guys on Twitter, and seeing which Vampire Diaries episodes you want us to rewatch.
1: We'll watch them together and we'll recap it. Yes, like let's go back to Mystic Falls mm-hmm. and fall in love. Like we both watched that show when it was on. Like mm-hmm. I love that show so much. Like when i was pregnant and i didn't know if i was gonna have a boy or girl like we were gonna name our, our boy kai like that's how deep we got we got we had a girl so it's, it's not kai we we're like fucking love this asshole <laughs> he's, he's awesome he's so
0: good i yes. just ugh, maybe we'll get our boy trevino on it i bet he'd do it for
1: us we, if we watched a tyler focused episode i bet he'd, he'd come on the pod for us my absolute favorite like interview I've ever done. The interview was great. But he didn't remember. He didn't realize that his publicist hadn't clicked out of the the call yet. And he's yeah. like, they're so sweet. And we were still odd. We were like, we're still on. <laughs> he's like, like don't no, anything no, no. else. No. Like, whatever you guys think about Michael
0: Trevino, it's true. He's yes. actually the fucking best. That guy rocks. And every time we see him, it's like these celebs don't gotta say hi to us or remember us. You know, we're among a million a sea of entertainment journalists and
1: he's just Mm -hmm. he's always like what's up midwest moms how y'all doing how how you doing girls like yeah he he was awesome but i would love to talk to him like i loved his character you know i love a bad boy turned good like a bad boy with a heart of gold and like tyler lockwood was a little shit And to see him grow and change, like literally grow and change, because that's what yes. he does with his broken bones. Yes. Like they broke him down and built him up, and I love him. Like he was one of my favorite characters, so that would be really cool. But yeah. we're not done with Roswell yet. We're, we're not done with, with alien, yet. Alien shit to do, and I'm really excited to see what happens next week, because I feel like it's just picked up so much steam. And like the show is never slow, but whole, oh my God. There's just like so much happening and it's so great and I love it. It's so and it's still so like topical at the same time. It's not just like boom, boom, boom. It's like hold up. Let's be relevant for a second. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, ah, wow, siblings. It's it's just really good. So really excited to see what happens next week. And we will definitely be breaking it down. We won't have this long lull like we did because we had how the day week. We'll let everyone, you know, chill and grill and do what you have to do and, you know, remember. People and honor people, but mm-hmm. we will be back next week to discuss all of the crazy haps, the alienness, Michael flipping out about Alex, and yeah, we'll break it all down. And I'm watching live on Monday night.
0: Do it. I'm gonna watch live on Monday night. I, uh, I, I mean, I'm I'm pulling the kid card. We do, as Meg knows, we do dove night with Val. My oldest every night, um, because I'm a great parent and we're we really limit screen time in the Pru household, and
1: <laughs> I turned out fine. TV was moving. Right?
0: I was like, <laughs> Man, I grew up playing Sega and walked like playing that now. I'm like, oh my god, my daughter's gonna have a seizure. Like, you're not old enough to watch this spin- spinning. Like, who is the fucking UX guy in charge of that?
1: But also Doobie is Val for movie. Yes. You didn't explain that.
0: I'm sorry. Yeah. That's movie night. And so usually I'm watching with her and then I watch the episode after, but I'm going to watch live. I'm going to retweet all of Meg's amazing live tweets because she's the live
1: tweet queen. And it's going to be amazing. It's going to be fun. I'm excited to see the shenanigans that next week will bring. And we'll be here to break them all down and talk about them and drink about them. And it's going to be great. And thanks for listening. And we will we'll talk to you next time guys. Cheers.